And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. So thanks for staying with us, everyone. Today's show theme is Question Everything. And so then we have to ask ourselves, why? <laughs> uh, just it, it, one quick note yeah. is it kind of raises the bar on everyone because you have to be the people around you know they're going to have to answer them. <laughs> right. right. Well, and, and so I was thinking back on, on my own career and around questioning everything. And one of the things that started to happen as we got um, further along in our careers is that the further along you were, the more people started to question things. Some people could become really complacent and were just kind of biding their time, but others started to question. And I remember a real eye-opener for me, and and I think I've talked about this before, was a real eye-opener for me was someone that I worked with. He came into our department um, as... He came in as subordinate to me. However, he had already been a director. He really wanted to get into PCs, right, and networking. So he came in. He already had enough money to retire. And I remember that our director would come by and ask him to do something. And and it would be like a drive-by. You know, he would walk Mm -hmm. by and he would drop something in your lap out of the blue. And then you'd be scrambling to get something done by Friday or whatever arbitrary deadline he'd put on it. And then you would give it to him and you'd never hear again about it. So I remember asking my friend, well, you know, did you do what he had asked you to do? And he said, oh, no. And I said, well, you didn't do it. And he said, oh, no, I never do it until it's the third request. Because by the third request, I know he's serious. He goes, if he's just walking by my cube and he asked me for something, I don't do it till I hear again. And then when he says, you know, the third time, I go, oh, yeah, you know, I've been thinking about that. I'm going to get that to you, you know, within a day or two. But you know what? He's not becoming a go-to person with that strategy. Well, he was a go-to person. I mean, he should be saying, do you understand I, I don't? address these right away is that, you know, because I wait for your third request, do you understand because it's wasteful? Right. But what would happen then, we also have to be careful there too, because what would happen then is that that director could get very annoyed and say, every single thing I give you to do is very important. Right. It's tricky. It's tricky. Right. So he was never disrespectful to him. And he would at times question him. But for the most part, if it was just this drive-by type of thing, then no, he would wait for it. Yeah. And I, too, you know, as I got older in my career, I was working for someone, and I, too, would get these drive-bys. They were actually drive-by phone calls because everybody was working um, off-site. And I would get some weird request. But I would question it. And But I would question it in a way. And so this is the part that's important. It's always about questioning in a way where you're not being disrespectful of the person with the request, regardless of what level that person is at. So it's always about respectfully saying, I see what you're saying. I understand what you'd like. But you know what? I think there might be a better way to do this. Or like if we put in this much time, this is going to take me X, Y, Z number of hours to get done. Is this really what we want to spend the time on when we have X, Y, Z pending right now? Yeah. And more times than not, I would get, oh, yeah, you're right. Just work on whatever it is you're working because they hadn't thought it through. Well, you want to also take credit for your own intelligence, too, right? Um, Because if it wasn't a relevant question... It would be like, that's your question. 
Right. So it's always it's a relevant question, but maybe they hadn't looked at all the different angles of it because they're simply not into the day to day details. Well, there's another reason, and mm-hmm. but that is very true, right? So when we're talking about um, actual work questions, not yes or no, are we going to do this task questions, right? The the nitty gritty of what we do for a living, right? Um, some of us are visual, and some of us are verbal, and some of us are just in between writers, basically, right? Yeah. So if we're in a meeting and people are passing around stuff mm-hmm. on how something's going to work, like in our banking days, well, we're gonna we're gonna memo post a transaction, you know, blah blah blah. I'm visual. I need to question that, right? I need to say, okay, so how does this work? A customer walks into the bank and what happens? Walk me through it that way. You know, so I like to ask questions to actually drill down on what the request it's is. It's actually not so much visual as it is granular. Granular. Yeah, so you like to know all the steps, which makes sense because sometimes people don't think through all the steps. They're too high right? level. They're too high level. So they may not even understand what all the steps are. They want you to come up with all the steps. But that's something to be said about critical thinking, right? Because that's really where critical thinking comes in. It's about, yes, taking a request, but then really understanding and getting down to the nitty-gritty of what that request is about. So when you got that question... It really was, well, hang on. You know, when you got that request, it really was around questioning it by saying, well, hang on. What exactly does that all entail? Can you walk me through the steps? So maybe that person doing the request can't walk you through all the steps, but he or she knows someone that can get you through all the steps. Hopefully, yes, exactly. And, you know, I'm asking the question as a teammate that's on the hook to deliver, and the only thing that really matters is the results, mm-hmm. right? So I have to take that into account as well, right? So oftentimes people would lay low and go figure it out on their own. Meanwhile, the clock is ticking and the money is being spent. Right, and I think that that's a big piece of what I talk about in the Stand Up and Be Heard workshop because it is all about actually asking those questions in the group. Because maybe the person that you're asking the question of doesn't have the answer, but there might be other people in the group that do, or it then springboards into other questions, right? And other people start saying, oh, yeah, hang on, I forgot about this. And it's all done in that meeting time frame and not in a million different emails and a million different calls in between because people weren't asking the questions that they had. Right. There's no reason not to. Right. There's no reason not to. But that's another thing that's going to go down to another level of questioning. So, so many times within a culture, within an organization, and I will even take this further and say a culture within a family, right? So a a culture, um, the thoughts within an organization's culture can also mean that people don't speak up because they say, oh, no, 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 you don't want to question him because he's going to rip your head off. Yeah. Right. He's going to rip your head off. Or you don't want to look like you don't know he'll replace you. Right. So those are the types of 
things when you hear that kind of advice, when you get that advice, you really want to start looking at and questioning if that's really the case and putting your own toe in the water. I know I actually had that happen with a big offsite I was at. I was told to not ask any questions and that it was absolutely essential that I did not speak at all and did not voice my opinion that I was just there to take notes was what I got from someone at my level. And when I got into the meeting, something came up and I couldn't help myself. And I asked a question and not only did that question, that question was well received, but then that also sprung board into other questions that were asked of me. And suddenly it was like I was engaged in the conversation. And so what it comes out is maybe they didn't want this person asking questions because this person didn't have the same type of knowledge that I had around this meeting. Yeah. And And so when that person had questioned in the past, everybody kind of said, you know what? It's kind of obvious that you don't know what you're talking about. So you might want to sit back. It's also the collaborative versus confrontational approach. Sometimes people just measure to ask questions, right? Sometimes people really want to get good conversations started to better the results. And those questions are embraced and you have that, you know, ability. Well, yeah, that it's about actually furthering the conversation and not just speaking up just so that your voice is heard, right? right. You want to make sure that you are contributing something of value and it's sort of the opposite of question everything, right? It's there's also those people that just want to constantly be talking just so that they're heard when they're not really necessarily contributing at that point, right? So there's you have to have a little bit of self-awareness around yourself and listen to what people are saying, but question it. Is it someone that is really trying to help me or is it someone that, mm, you know, I think I get it and I think that, I can handle this myself. Yeah, some of the ways I would deal with it would be if I was the only one in my company mm-hmm. and I was getting my requirements for this big project that I was going to deliver myself, mm-hmm. I would have to know everything possible about the requirements to make sure I can do the work. Well, requirements from your side of it, because in a large team, you're going to have a number of different people that have a number of different requirements. So you don't have to know about what everybody's doing, but you need to be granular on what you're doing and you need to be at least high level on what everyone else is doing. So I found such um, such a miss with that in that the questions never come up. So what when I hear something for another group, mm-hmm. I would even say, hold on. That sounds really complicated to me. Do you really know what that's that's being asked of you? And if the person says yes, I'd say, well, can you maybe explain it or if we take it offline because I'd like to understand it better. Or if the person said, no, I really don't, then, you know, we're back to what you were getting in that, you know, more questions, more conversation. Well, and I think something that is not really brought up a lot is the type of people that you're talking to in any given meeting. So depending on your organization and depending on where you're at within the organization, there are going to be some people 
that tend to hang back, that tend to be a bit more introverted. And then there's going to be other groups that tend to have a lot more extroversion in the group, right? So everybody's kind of talking. So you just want to make sure that you also know the dynamics of the people in the room and that you, if you're the one that's facilitating a conversation, that you're actually kind of drawing out and asking people questions too to get more information from them if they're the types that tend to hang back a little bit. Right. And, and to that, if that is true, if I'm facilitating, it's dangerous because I do want to hear from everyone. Right. right. And I don't like to time box these meetings um, in these time frames of hour intervals. I, I'd like to have them run until the information is vetted. <laughs> right. You know. Right. Um, so, no, I think this is um, a really good start. We have a lot more to talk about. Stay with us, everyone. Today we are questioning everything. Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. We'll be right back. 